Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Happy Moment. My name is Dan, and this is my very first episode. I have a special guest today. It's Tina, the librarian. Hello, Tina. Hello. So Tina is a librarian, and how long have you been working at the library, Tina? I would say about six to seven years. Six to seven years, and she works at a library in Michigan. And so, Tina, when I was a kid, my parents always used to take me to the library, and I would mostly look for, like, monster books and things like that. Um, there was a long gap where I didn't go to the library at all, and I went there recently, and one of the things that surprised me was all the services that they offer. So going off of that, what are some of the most common misconceptions about libraries? You know, for example, libraries are only a place to read books. That's a great question. And I can say a lot of people who apply to library positions think that's what everybody does that works there, that we just sit around reading books. I wish that was the case because that sounds delightful. <laughs> However, we do a lot more for our community than just provide books for them to check out. We provide other resources, such as a computer lab that patrons can come in. They don't need a library card. They just come in and get a guest pass and go in the library or go on the computer and print off. We offer audiobooks. We offer DVDs. We also offer material online through our digital library. The Great Lakes Digital Catalog. And we do a lot of programs for our community. We do story times in the children's department. We do book clubs for all ages. Our youngest age uh, would be for the really young tweens. And that book club is going to be starting pretty soon. But we do have a tween, older tweens, and adult book club. We do summer book club or summer book reading in the summertime, which is a program that expands for four to five weeks in the summertime. And you also do a lot of things involving science. Like I know a couple years ago, uh, the library had a partnership with, with NASA. What can you tell us about that? Yes, that was a grant that we received through NASA at my library. It's through StarNet, which they do a lot of programming and a lot of provide a lot of resources for museums. They currently branched out into libraries, and this is one of their kind of starting programs to see how it goes. I got put into managing NASA at my library uh, programs for the grant because of my science background, I have a bachelor's in behavioral science. So that was fun. And we did a lot of programs around earth and space science. We also had a exhibit from StarNet. It was a traveling exhibit that had uh, consoles, which patrons could go up to and learn about space. We had that come into the library. And I partner with the museum a lot with Jonathan at the museum to do star nights and other science-based programs. One of the, my favorite ones though was for summer book club like three years ago where we made bottle rockets and we launched them with a, a tire pump, which is pretty awesome. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I think there was also um, something you did last summer involving uh, citizens doing science. Yes, that's a, I would call it ideal, a movement happening is citizen science where we encourage citizens to go out and gather data for scientists. So they're gathering real data for scientists, sending that information to NASA, to uh, planetariums, to scientists around the world so that they can get a better understanding of the world around us. One of the citizen science things coming up this summer is monitoring mosquito habitats in northern Michigan. So I have like a Ooh. little kit that will go out to monitor mosquitoes. So that would be cool. And this data actually is sent to scientists to examine. So Oh, very cool. So all these years that I didn't go to the library, I was missing out on quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that surprised me was finding out that you can check out movies just like you can a book. Mm -hmm. It's all free. So the library is really a very cool place. Uh, what have you noticed among the different age groups in the library as far as their reading habits go? The biggest difference I've noticed would be with our tweens and teens. When I started going to the library as a a kid and growing up in the library because I love our local library and my mom always took us there. I would read mysteries and fiction. Now a lot of teens and tweens like to read graphic novels. They are easier to read and they are a great starting source to promote reading for enjoyment. And so a lot of kids will request or check out our graphic novels, which I think is pretty cool. And then they can go on and check out other books. Nice. Have you noticed any any big changes over the years other than that, like as far as adults go? Not so much adults, maybe more LBGTQ for those uh, in the coming out who might not have had that kind of resources when they were younger and they need it. I think everybody needs a book that pertains to them and they can relate to. Absolutely. So that's that's not, more of those books are coming out, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, how about you? How has working at a library affected your own reading habits? Well, I have a little less time to read, actually. But starting at the adult book club, I do have to read the book for the book club so I can do that on my uh, work time, which is fantastic when I get the time. But I am branching out more and reading things that I might not have read before. I was a big science fiction mystery reader, but I have to be able to at least relate to other genres for patrons who want to read romance, who want to read biographies and things like that, so I can suggest titles to them. So I have been reading a little bit more of nonfiction, a little bit more of uh, some romance, some tween and teen books. So a lot of picture books so that I can 
at least suggests a few titles to patrons. Makes sense. So what do you see for the future of libraries? Uh, libraries have always been a safe place for anybody to come in. And a lot of people, even during the pandemic, did not realize that we had more to offer than just books. We have the DVDs, we have the audiobooks, we have online resources, we have the programs. We even have a archive, archival section with local history and a read office where they help those who need tutoring. Um, and they provide the tutors for those who need math skills, who need, who uh, came into the country and English is their second language and need help in that area. So we provide all of these different resources. During the pandemic, it showed us that we don't need an actual building to work out of. We are a, more than capable of doing things like take and make kits that patrons can pick up, especially when we close down. So the concept of the building being a safe place can extend to we provide resources and we're, the, the idea of a library is a safe place. If you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. It's neat to see how libraries have evolved over the years. Uh, at what point would you say that libraries begin to, I guess, evolve into more than just a place to read books. Has it been like 10 years, 15 years? Can you really pinpoint a time when that started to change? Not really, only because libraries, they all, the whole concept of libraries, they're changeable, they're flexible. We bend and adapt, and librarians, most librarians are great at adapting and bending to the times to because we serve what the community needs mm -hmm. and what the community needs is always changing so we have to change too so we can provide those services i know when i went to the library as a kid we did have a computer lab for kids and now we have it again just for kids which i think is fantastic but there's a whole digital divide happening so now we are bringing in hot spots for those who might not have access to the internet, who can't afford the internet, they can check out a hotspot and take it home and use the internet at home. Oh, wow. So I think we're always changing because the community is always changing in their needs. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So in your time working at a library, do you have any uh, crazy, wild librarian stories you can share? <laughs> uh, the one story that pops into mind, I was new at the library and I had my assistant director was working that night too. And one of our patrons came up to us and said they couldn't open the bathroom door to the men's. Uh, to come to find out, somebody who was drunk had passed out and was blocking the door. <laughs> So we did have to call the EMTs and the um, fire department and the police just because, you know, we have to make sure he's okay. Yeah. And also he can't be passed out in the bathroom of the library. So Yeah, you can do a lot of things at the library, but drinking is one that you probably shouldn't do. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to. Or smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah, that's a, a top wild one. 
I think one of the other wild stories I have, I was working there for a few years and became a supervisor. Uh, and one of my staff members came up to me and she was complaining that uh, some people were eating tuna <laughs> in the library. And I was like, well. Hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, that was before renovations. Now that we have our renovations, there's no food and only closed drinks in the library, unfortunately. But, you know, that could change sometime too. There's always talk of providing a like cafe area for those who want to grab a bite to eat in the corner or something. But That'd be neat. Mm-hmm. I think it will. It'll take a few years, but that's something that I could see we bring back into it. So, but yeah. Well, you mentioned that your library went through some, some renovations recently. How did that affect the way the library operated? I think it's operating a little bit more smoothly. I like the fact that we put the children's services upstairs and all the adult services downstairs only because it's easier for our elderly to have all the services that they need or potentially need on one floor. That and the kids are not as close to the exit doors, so they can't just run out. You know, kids being kids, they're on the second floor and they can be a little bit more louder because it doesn't echo down <laughs> to the first floor. Uh, so that I think is a fantastic design. Uh, we also moved the stairs so that we can utilize more of the floor plan for shelves and material and things like that. Nice. No matter what size a library is, every library is important. They play such a big role in the community. And, you know, it's important to get kids involved in reading at, a, at an early age. And Tina, was there anything else that you'd like to add today? No, I think we covered a whole bunch. And thank you so much for letting me come on and talk about my library. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by. And we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Okay. Ciao. <laughs> All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me, and thank you, Tina the Librarian. It's been great, and I'll see all of you next time. Bye.